Hi everyone, welcome back to Unconstrained Conversation. This week, we are launching a new segment of the Unconstrained Conversation podcast called Checking In. Over the last 15 weeks, I have been very fortunate to speak to a number of hospitality leaders around the world and listen to their stories of how they dealt with a crisis that hit hard and fast. I wanted to reconnect with some of them to get an update on how they and their companies have been doing since our last conversation and how their thoughts about the next few months are shaping up. In this episode, I'm checking in with former global hotelier and now president of the Americas for rate gain, Chinmay Sharma. Rate gain processes tons of global booking data, which will shape the immediate future of the industry. Enjoy this episode, and as always, subscribe to this podcast through your preferred channel. All right, welcome back to another episode of uh, Unconstrained Conversations. I'm going to title this one Checking In With Dot 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 um, because this episode is um, revisiting a conversation I had with uh, Chinmay Sharma, President of the Americas of Rate Gain, earlier uh, this year uh, in early May. And uh, I thought it would be good to go back now, 10 weeks later, about 10 weeks later, have another chat with Chin and just talk about uh, what's changed or has anything changed and uh, how the world's evolved since um, since the last time we talked. So thank you very much, Jin, for making the time to uh, join me and to check in with me. Thank you. Thank you, Klaus. Good morning. Yes, very happy to be here. And um, yeah, things have uh, been changing quite a bit. So yeah, it's an interesting time to catch up and revisit uh, what looks like many weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a lifetime ago, absolutely. So we, we did talk about um, uh, hitting the bottom, you know, moving upwards from there. We were just coming out of the worst um, in early May. And um, how have your thoughts evolved from uh, from a few weeks back? Or what, what are you seeing? And, and especially what are you seeing for the next few months, Jin? Yeah, so I think since the time we uh, chatted, uh, it's been a pretty good ride, actually. We've seen more and more hotels opening, not only around the world, but also in U.S. And uh, in the last uh, nearly two months, I think U.S. performance for hotels through the data that we see was pretty interesting. So U.S. was kind of leading the pack uh, globally in terms of hotels opening up and people at least starting to travel. I think the problem that is happening is that in certain states and cities, the number of COVID cases have been going up as well, which now has resulted in somewhat of a little bit of a slowdown, especially California and Texas are like two states, even Florida. Um, and then some of the other states introducing quarantine rules uh, against some of the states like uh, Texas and California, that's also not helping. So we saw, uh, at least in our distribution business, uh, week over week improvement, uh, pretty much since the time we spoke around early May. Mm -hmm. All the way. I think at that point we were just talking about cancellations being less than rebookings for the first time. So that's definitely yeah. in the past, right? Exactly. Yes. So so the so the good trend after that was that the new bookings started to come in, uh, and all the way till Fourth of July weekend, actually the numbers were uh, pretty pretty good. And then we've started to see some slowdown. I would say in the last. Um, week to 10 days. And, and it's not like a negative slowdown. It's just that the growth rates have kind of slowed down and uh, became almost uh, uh, steady. So it's interesting to see how it evolves. Some of the international markets have started to slightly uh, better, especially in Europe, because I think they have started to open some intra-country travel as well. Um, so that's that's helping. Um, 
but then on on corporate travel we still haven't seen a lot of uh, movement we, we we do see a lot of uh, gds bookings go through our enterprise systems and we are still you know way below our typical level so it looks like corporate transit will still take some time i mean it's also a function of summer holidays but even on a year over year comparison we're not seeing any any improvement at all it's it's holding steady yeah, I can imagine it's going to take a few um, months uh, more to to have some sign of coming back. Probably, I mean, hopefully, early September. I did. We did post an interview with um, Jörg Buckler, the CEO of the Rint Hotels, today, and, and I talked to him a, a couple of days back. He did mention his hotels, um, about sixty hotels across Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Most of his hotels on the um, uh, resort hotels on the uh, beaches. Northern North Sea beaches are pretty full. He said he's running 70-80% uh, consistently. Um, obviously, the city hotels are around 30%, and then that's where where uh, it's really difficult for them. But that's kind of what you're saying, right? That some of the European hotels, leisure destinations, see some pretty good business already, versus others, obviously, are still not um, where they should be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even in US, actually, it's uh, it's interesting that some uh, locations are like almost sold out or or doing very high occupancy. And even in our alternate lodging business, we've seen some increased uh, growth in terms of demand mm. and activity. Mm. So, so that's uh, so it looks like, and it could be a function of summer as well. I think families are trying to you know just plan uh, shorter vacations, but maybe more exclusive uh, instead of staying in a large hotel, staying in alternate lodging and exploring. Yeah things things like that oh everyone is trying to get out for sure nature is kind of uh, the, the the new thing to do right yeah <laughs> right yeah. now yeah what do you think the next few months will look like uh chin uh, kind of any thoughts about particular segments or markets you're you're excited about or where you see opportunities yeah so i think i mean at least uh, for the foreseeable future i think the leisure segment will continue to grow uh, like we discussed last time the dry markets and the you know, up to 200 to 50 mile range uh, from a place of residence. That activity is still pretty high and we can see it. Uh, one more interesting thing that we've seen is uh, the opaque um, activity with partners like Hotel Tonight, uh, Hotwire, et cetera. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's definitely increased. So very short uh, booking mm -hmm. window and a short length of stay. Um, but like people are traveling uh, last minute and I'm, I have a feeling that it could be also related to uh, work and short trips and getaways, but we see yeah. some good activity uh, there. It's also a function of the hotels and the chains opening up, uh, you know, availability and discounts because obviously availability is not a problem right now. Uh, so that's also having an impact. Uh, corporate transient, uh, we we saw uh, is still pretty slow, and I'm hoping that as soon as uh, summer ends. Uh, I think we might start to see some activity there. Uh, I think in Las Vegas, a, a bunch of uh, large hotels have started to open. I've seen some news articles about conventions um, starting to, uh, you know, see some green, yeah. but it's still pretty early and still, I mean, according to the data that we see about 2000 hotels in the US are still closed. Uh, so it's still a sizable uh, number and and in certain markets like uh, New York etc the cost of opening hotel is so high that I'm pretty sure that REITs and ownership groups are very conscious of when exactly to, uh, to open so that's having an impact as well. Yeah very true I'm, I'm uh, uh, definitely kind of wondering what's going to happen to some of these uh, big box hotels you know I, I used to work in New York and uh, you look at uh, you know some big name hotels on Times Square um, that, that kind of 
lived on convention and, and big meeting and corporate business, right? So that's, uh, I do I do just anecdotally see more people being willing to get on a plane though. Mm. Uh, lots of people that I've been talking to, they've started to do some some small corporate travel trips again, all domestic, of course, because you can't right. really travel far. Yeah. Um, but there seems to be more of a willingness to say, well, I'm going to just get in the plane in Europe and in the US. I'm going to get in the plane and, and I want to have a face-to-face -face meeting. So that's encouraging. Yeah, definitely. I think the TSA numbers in the US uh, also, uh, I mean, they're, they're not growing as fast as they were, but still it's uh, continuously increasing. So that's an encouraging sign. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and in your changes of the industry general, right? So we obviously the segments are one thing with uh, leisure picking up first and then the corporate and eventually we'll, we'll go back to meeting face to face. Um, what are you picking up in terms of the, the trends or pivots uh, which might be long term in the industry? I mean, there's there's lots of different conversations out there. Nobody has the crystal ball, but um, I'd be interested to hear what you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, at least from an operations perspective, uh, hoteliers, airlines, you know, car rentals, cruises, they'll have to completely rethink uh, their whole plan. And I think it's had as a, uh, the biggest impact is probably there because, you know, mm -hmm. running F&B operations, uh, you know, room service, uh, hotel operations sector is completely different. So there's a huge change uh, and effort required there. And I'm pretty sure that there will be some impact on, Technology and usage, uh, etc., over there. But but closer to our world, uh, at least we've seen uh, with our hotel partners, for example, there is a renewed focus on distribution and connectivity, and mm -hmm. uh, you know asking for more intelligence on new channels uh, because obviously occupancy needs to come to a certain threshold. So so revenue management and pricing is always uh, always key. Uh, but I think there's a renewed focus on just ensuring that all the channels and you know the plumbing is working well, so more more digital tools uh, to be used, uh, even the focus on social media because everybody's like very engaged right now. So we've seen some um, companies who are a little bit ahead in terms of engaging because you know that will eventually translate to uh, intent and travel. Uh, the other interesting thing that's happening right now, what we've seen is uh, that whole concept of outsourcing tech to specialists. Mm -hmm only in you know distribution connectivity we're also in other areas so i mean we, we already know that some large chains have moved to commercial platforms uh, right for crs etc yeah, um, yeah. So i think i think a lot of chains are now just rethinking their five-year plan in terms of how much to spend on capex versus opex um, also bringing in automation and things like rate loading maintenance uh, etc so this uh, definitely will have a long-term impact on how uh, you know, technology will will change uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things. Um, so that's, you see, that's sorry, yeah, So that's more on the technology side, but uh, mm. but there are there are a few thoughts on consumers as well as segments. But but go ahead, you were saying something. Yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm wondering. So the people want to have uh, more diff distribution channels, or they're looking to switch to other distribution channels. Um, or they're just in general saying, I, I want to be connected to anything that's out there because now I really obviously need the occupancy and I need the um, uh, I need some pickup in my business. Yeah, it's a bit of a catch-22. I mean, definitely the commercial teams are pushing for more business. And, and historically, if they were a little bit gun-shy on signing up with new channels, maybe from international markets, 
Uh, I think now the willingness is there, but at the same time, the staff is so thin at the corporate level that, you know, even if they want to do it, <laughs> they don't have the uh, resources, unfortunately. So, which is why I think automation and some outsourcing part uh, will play a, play a key role. Uh, and as and when, you know, the borders open up, I'm sure there will be um, more, more activity. Right. Now we've talked about the convergence of, of commercial like marketing and sales and revenue management kind of for a while now, it seems to be that uh, this crisis is accelerating some of that transition and, and making it even uh, uh, faster, uh, becoming reality faster than, than we thought maybe only six or eight months ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the whole ecosystem, including the online travel agencies and the likes of Google, et cetera, are making it much more easier for you know suppliers to participate in programs. I mean, the OTAs are giving back part of the commission, et cetera, not only to the consumers, but also back to the, uh, yeah. the supply just to make things a little bit easy. And I think all these things are, are definitely going to kickstart and make doing business easy. Uh, some of the other trends on the consumer side are going to be more long-term. I mean, this, this whole work from home concept will put definitely pressure on real estate spaces. Uh, we are also evaluating that, you know, do we really need as much of uh, office space as we typically do because this work from home concept is working really well. Um, so it'll definitely have a impact there. Um, and then for the consumers, I think in the way they travel, uh, at least for the foreseeable future, things like shorter trips, uh, big focus on health and safety, not only for leisure, but also for uh, corporate. Um, and then, you know, the consumers are always very discerning and they'll become increasingly so because time is so limited. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I think we were discussing before the call as to, you know, I'm planning to take a week off next week and, and this is probably the only week I'll have since, since everybody's so busy. So now the expectation from the trip is like super high. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be um, so it'll be a prize. I mean, it'll be a private jet and uh, it'll be a five-star resort and right, something fancy, or it'll yes. be somewhere in the mountains. <laughs> yes, yes. And even in terms of consumer segments, I think uh, like what we were catching up and, and I think you made a trip uh, recently as well to the mountains. I think the focus on uh, alternate lodging, more boutique-ish or lifestyle kind of brands um, versus you know, going to a big box, uh, at least till the time you know, consumer confidence comes back uh, because of some vaccine being found, et cetera. I think these trends will definitely dictate what happens with, with travel. Um, yeah. And then within within the segments also, independent properties versus chains, it's going to be a very interesting dynamic because I think some of the larger um, chains like Wyndham, et cetera, have said publicly that uh, they are getting more and more interest from independent hoteliers because, you know, the brand obviously provides a lot of comfort in terms of loyalty and branding and, and distribution. Uh, but at the same time, I think the independents uh, have an opportunity as well to, uh, you know, really showcase themselves because there will be X segment of travelers who would rather stay at smaller independent properties versus uh, bigger ones. So it's it's uh, really interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been bullish from the beginning about the alternative accommodation space. Um, right. I've, I've I always felt that would be one of the first ones to come back um, just because of the safety and the security and just uh, uh i just feel and and myself is a is a good case kind of people just want to get out into nature and then be somewhere uh, wherever they feel most safe and and most um comfortable and and in many cases that's somewhere either on the beach or in the mountains or um out in the prairie or wherever and that's typically in a in a um uh, alternative accommodation 
provider um, facility. Um, interestingly, I was on a uh, on a webinar as run by Skift yesterday, and Steve Hafner, the CEO of Kayak and OpenTable, was on there, and he hinted, he didn't confirm it, but he hinted that uh, about some form of a, a Kayak branded uh, Kayak branded hotel, in whatever form shape that's going to materialize um, very soon. So he he teased the audience about. Uh, a relationship between Kayak and the hotel brand or Kayak putting their brand on some hotels or whatever that looks like. And that was very interesting. And conversely, I also talked to an alternative accommodation provider a couple of weeks back and they were talking about getting actually some hotels and putting their brand on top of hotels as well. So uh, right. like Air, like almost like it wasn't Airbnb, but like an Airbnb hotel. Um, so I think we'll see more conversions in the industry in that area as well. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. I think the the whole thought process about uh, uh, an OTA brand branded hotel, I think that has been <laughs> around for some time. And yep. uh, I know some companies like uh, TUI et cetera have done it in the past, where you know they they have both the demand channels as well as supply channels. So yeah, you're right. I think this yep. would be very interesting, and I completely agree with the your thoughts on alternate lodging. Uh, I think it's uh, it's a challenging time for them, but whoever is going to survive, and some of them definitely will, will will thrive. Yeah, yeah. So last question here. Um, China, are you planning on traveling anytime soon? Um, and um, if yes, where would you go? Yes, I'm actually taking inspiration from you. So we are planning to take a week off <laughs> and uh, hopefully do a, a road trip towards the mountains in Colorado. Um, so this will be just, just on leisure travel. I think on corporate travel, uh, it's still a little bit uncertain. Um, we, I mean, our clients are pretty much global, so we're waiting for some of these border restrictions to uh, move away. So I think corporate travel is still some time to go, but yeah, definitely leisure travel. We are we are ready to roll. <laughs> Nothing better than a week, uh, the week in nature and in the mountains and in fresh air, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, great. I don't want to stand between you and your vacation, Chin. So that was great. Uh, appreciate the very quick uh, check-in here and for sharing your thoughts. And um, you know, maybe we can do that again in in ten weeks or so when we get into Labor Day and see how the situation is then. Yes, absolutely, Klaus. Always a pleasure connecting. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes link to the episode. Help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.